Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. And I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we have got a great show today because we're going to be talking about compassionate friends giving hope in a time of anxiety. And uh, do, you, do you want to make some comments and then introduce the compassionate friends, Heidi? Well, I'm really happy to have Sherry on with us today. And this topic is very timely because we are all dealing with anxiety right now, given what's going on with COVID-19. And um, unfortunately, I have had symptoms of COVID-19 for the past week and was tested a few days ago. And last night I received information from the hospital that I do have the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. So I am isolating for 14 days. I don't even see my family. I'm in my room and I'm taking major precautions. I have gloves and a mask. Um, my biggest concern is not getting anybody else sick um, and not spreading this virus um, and also managing my own anxiety. I think for all of us who have had loss, our, our biggest fear is not really for us. It's will we lose somebody else? And we're gonna talk with Sherry about that today and how we can talk to children and talk to ourselves and manage our own anxiety. So Sherry O'Loughlin is the executive director of The Compassionate Friends. She is the author of the book, Life from the Ashes. She had a son die at 14, so she knows what it's like to deal with great adversity. Um, and she is the former executive director for the Children's Grief Center of New Mexico. Welcome to the show, Sherry. And now she is the executive director of the Compassionate Friends with Sherry. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. It's terrific to be here. Thank you very much. Quite a thing you've taken on, the huge organization of the Compassionate Friends. And uh, what a great organization. As Heidi said, how supportive they've been of her right now not feeling well and how people have come forward. It is quite a time um, to join. You know, the Compassionate Friends is a wonderful organization that supports so many across the world and especially in the United States here with over 600 chapters. And even up until a month or two ago, we didn't know how much this organization would be needed. But our organization is the key one that helps families who have lost um, whether you're a brief sibling, a brief grandparent, or a brief parent. And that's um, only becoming more and more important to, to more people right now. So I'm so glad we can be here. And I think Heidi said it um, really poignantly. Whenever we have a loss, whenever we have something that's scary to other people, it is our human tendency often to run the other way. But the TCF family is very experienced with this. We all know what that's like to have people abandon us. And so TCF is really stepping up right now to say, we know how to do this. We have been through loss, and although it's scary, we can be supportive. And you know, uh, just uh, I think about a week and a half ago, we had uh, an 11-year-old killed in Palo Alto, hit by a car. And uh, you know, it's so hard for these families now who are having loss right now, um, you know, of children and uh, really difficult and siblings. And it uh, can be really hard for people that are having that immediate loss. And this social distancing, you know, what do you do about the funerals, the wakes, you know, all that, that kind of thing. It is really, my heart goes out to people. 
Absolutely. And we forget a little bit that in addition to COVID-19, people are going to pass right now. Children are going to pass from diseases or accidents or things that we can't expect and anticipate. And so we do need to be here. And, uh, you know, the, the physical distancing is so important to this to flatten the curve and to slow the spread, as we all know. But that doesn't mean we have to be distant socially. Actually, it's yeah. a time we need to be there more than any for for each other. And TCF um, already very quickly, we've been stepping up to provide some options for our families in order to continue meeting. And I think that's a really important service that we provide and that will only teach us how to do better in the future to reach more people. What's available for me? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, you can go, well, we have a few things and in some ways we're a little ahead of this because for quite some time we've had online support groups. So there are people who've never walked into a chapter meeting physically, but can jump on an online support group by asking permission, permission to join and they're moderated and they're facilitated so that people can get support from others who may not be anywhere near them physically in distance, but who understand their loss. Mm -hmm. And there will be people on those support groups who are much further along in their loss that can provide some mentoring and some role modeling of how does one get through this. Mm -hmm. um, also, a lot of chapters in the United States have local Facebook pages. I know mine in Albuquerque does. And that's a forum that we can post our concerns, our anxiety, our wishes, our hopes, things that we're grateful for right now. Um, any triggers we're having and it's like having your own support group right locally without having to walk in the door. Mm -hmm. So those are some real immediate ones and you can look on our website and find a chapter locator and just send us a message or a phone call if you need help finding something right now. And that, that I think that site's so important. It's the compassionatefriends.org, thecompassionatefriends.org. And again, it's for people who have uh, lost a sibling, a grandchild, or a child. And a child of any age and from whatever method. Maybe it is from what we're experiencing right now in this pandemic and maybe it is the 11 year old you mentioned in a car accident or a disease that someone has had for a while and it can be a, a 60 year old child that's still a child for those parents who are here and lost that person. Now you're a bereaved parent. Uh, talk about triggers and talk about what makes it difficult for bereaved parents right now do you think? Well, you know, bereavement for a parent is all about complete loss of control, life changing in an instant, um, not with our permission and our plan significantly changing from what we thought we understood and we had control over. So all of those things are present right now, even if we're not maybe losing a loved one to COVID-19, whether that's financial, whether that's work related, whether that's um, the restrictions for our family. So it's really important to know that those triggers are natural. You know, we carry that those kinds of losses in ourselves. And when we have those similar experiences, we're going to feel them. And then for our members or people in the community who might have lost someone to H1N1 or other things that are very closely related, those will be even stronger. But if we know that those triggers are happening, we also have a little bit better ways to manage those. Because while those are PTSD, you know, post-traumatic stress syndrome from those kinds of experiences, we also, many of us have had post-traumatic growth. So we know how to deal with some of these. And even if we don't want to, they wouldn't be our first choice. We have some tools and skills from having experienced these kinds of very traumatic and tragic losses. And if we can go back and find the ways that we coped with that, they're very similar to coping with this anxiety and the fear and lack of control we're all feeling. For me, specifically, me giving somebody else this this you know disease so of this virus somebody in my own family because i live with my kids and my husband and uh also somebody else just dying because we have had things happen 
suddenly and unexpectedly. So it's not about me as much as about, I don't want anybody else I know to, to die. Um, what's been amazing with the Compassionate Friends siblings is they have totally risen. And the ones that I have told have been there. They've called me, they've texted me, they've emailed me. You know, I, wait, I had to wait for two days for results. What's the Compassionate Friends that rose to the occasion? They didn't run the other way. They rose and they held my hand virtually and they were there through all of this. Like Sherry said, we know great adversity. We know great loss. We have post-traumatic growth. Compassionate friends rises. They rise and they're there. They're there to take the journey with you. And they're there right now with us during this great moment of anxiety in this world. Can you give people some tips who, uh, who are coping with a loss right now, either it's bringing up anxiety or fear, or they have had a recent loss. Absolutely. On a technical level, we right now are, we just finished two different webinars teaching our chapter leaders how to run um, chapter meetings for the Compassionate Friends uh, virtually through Zoom and through Skype and through conference calling. It's not as hard as it sounds, and although we all love being in person, it's a way that we cannot stop, and, and we don't have to stop the support that we can offer. So if someone is newly bereaved, they can definitely reach out and we can help them find their local chapter and they don't have to walk into a room to join. We have those leaders who can reach out and help them get connected and have that support. Um, also, you mentioned the national website. We have lots of resources as well that really help you know you're not alone. And that's just one of the really key things is to know that you don't have to walk this alone. There's so many people who can help with that. While the organization is specifically for uh, death of a child of any age, I want to remind you that there's a lot of information for any kind of loss, coping and getting through. You know? Absolutely. And then just some personal practices. You know, um, one of the things I do is every morning before I pick up my phone, before I get out of bed, I do a gratitude practice. And I think about at least three to five things that I'm really grateful for, even in the midst of all of these things that feel so out of control and are really, truly scary. And I set an intention for the day that can help me work through that and make sure that I'm trying to remember the things that are very positive and that we have hope for. And then it's just some very basic practices. It's really an important time to have enough sleep to be eating well, even though we all have the temptation to do a lot of anxiety eating right now, that just makes us feel worse. Um, to get outside if you're in an area that you can and get fresh air, to walk, um, to play with our pets. You know, dogs are wonderful for just eliminating all the stress of the world. They may sound like small things, but those are the things that can help give us hope and help move us forward and at least keep ourselves strong as we're trying to cope with all of this changing information and this feeling out of control. Oh, Sherry, I love that. I just wanted to tell everybody, reach out, connect at, at Compassionate Friends through all these Facebook groups. And be honest with how you're feeling. It's normal to feel anxious right now. So, so put it out there so that you can get support, realize you're not alone, and also get it contained a little bit so it doesn't overtake your world. Okay, and, and we're there for you. Sherry, my mom, and me, we are there. You have a lot of people out there. You don't have to do this alone. Thank you for joining us today. And as Heidi said, we always want to remind you, if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope 
until you find your own.